Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Finally, a war song you can dance to. This week on the Story Song Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Story Song Podcast. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Gazelle. Every episode, we walk you through a story song. And this week, we're doing Love Vigilantes by New mm-hmm. Order. Rachel. Not the old order. The new order. It's like, we didn't want the mozzarella sticks. We wanted the onion rings. <laughs> we put in the new order. Is, is the kitchen not still open? <laughs> it's, it's closed? All right. Uh-oh. Well, I, I mean, I guess we'll just eat these. It's... I guess it's the old order. Could, yeah. uh, the old order for us. Could really go for those mozzarella sticks. <laughs> but um, Rachel, mm-hmm. um, tell us what is this story about? And uh, well, we should well we should say yeah right at the top. If you haven't heard this song before, maybe listen to it because this is a very sixth sense kind of spoiler here, where yes. like there's no getting around it. If you're going to talk yes. about the song, you got to talk about how this all ends up. That's right. Though there is a little bit of, you know, we'll talk about the little bit of like, you know, what it what it is, but you definitely have to get to the end. Right. Um, so uh, this is the story of a soldier who is away at war in a foreign land, mm-hmm. and he's longing to go home to see his wife and his child. Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? You know, you're at war. That's what you're there for. You want to get back to your wife and child. Right. Um. And he finally gets a call that he's going to uh, get his leave and go back to the land he loves. And he lands and he gets through, he goes through the door and he sees his wife weeping on the ground. And he sees an, uh, a letter, a telegram in her hand that says he was a brave man, but he was dead. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. it's like a so. real, a real O Henry twist. If, yeah. Oh, Henry was having a bit of an off day and just kind of, <laughs> kind of rushed through one where it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it was like as a soldier, because you know what happens to soldiers a lot in war. Well, anyway, this one went home. Turns out he was dead. I mean, you probably could have. <laughs> I mean, you probably could have seen that coming. Uh, I'm just saying, that's not like a huge twist there. I mean, it was, or it's pretty obvious. But you know, I was up half the night. Look, guys, they can't all be gold. Okay, they can't all be gold. <laughs> my publisher was really on my back about it. I needed to get one out there. I want to see 
So let's start here at the top where he says, oh, I've come from the land of the sun. The question is, is this relating to an actual war? Um, or, or is this like sort of a, a fanciful, you know, non-existent, not, not actually based in fact war? Or is this supposed to be an actual war that, you know, has been fought, been fought by American soldiers? Or is it um, space travel? Is he like actually on the sun? He could be on the sun. Oh yeah. man, that would—I mean—that would be awesome if this was like the year twenty-seven nineteen and the battle for the sun has begun. And he's like, "It's really I hot mean, here. I—I I think... I really do want to get home." <laughs> <laughs> um, in doing, <laughs> I okay. Th- this is a you know th- the caveat to what I'm about to say is that I've never seen or read any of this, but mm-hmm. in my research, I didn't actually put it down. But um, apparently the there's the land of the sun or sunlands is a land in Middle Earth. Yes, I didn't know that because I haven't. I don't. I don't read that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So maybe he's just a huge dork. <laughs> and this is all I mean... about. I don't know elves and <sighs> dragons. I don't know what. I don't know what the what Lord of the Rings is about. But you know, maybe yeah, it's yeah. Middle Earthy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't You're know either. About Lord of the Rings as if it's like a scandalous magazine. Right, right. Like, I don't read that <laughs> Look, stuff. Look, I don't. I mean, I, well, I'm I, not gonna read that garbage. I mean, I've, I've Look heard, in, I've heard in Lord of the Rings some of the interviews are good, but I wouldn't know because I'm not gonna pick up that spot. <laughs> <laughs> that is filth. They have two breakfasts. I heard. That's not right. Come on. And their feet. Oh my God. Not in my America. We have no, one breakfast. Thank you. Um, no, thank you. And that breakfast is coffee and cigarettes, okay? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. I, I, I will say this. Mm-hmm. I, with there being a telegram involved and so on, J- Japan is considered the land of the rising sun. The rising sun. That's what I was going to ask. Jap- so maybe it's the Second World War. That's what I, I mean. That's it's possible. What I would think. That, that's how I was sort of wondering what war this was supposed to be and where he where he was supposed to be if it was supposed to be somewhere specific because i mean i get i don't know i guess you could call it land of the sun it just it just feels like you wouldn't leave out that that one word um well you might leave it out if it doesn't work with the um true the the rhythm of the song <laughs> that's true maybe yeah, he's talking yeah. about you know? the house of the rising sun oh yeah yeah, yeah it's very possible <laughs> so he's just been in a whorehouse in, uh, <laughs> in new orleans yeah 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 oh i was thinking hey. he was at a at an animals concert no no, oh. no. <laughs> sometime in the late 60s well sometimes that felt like war yeah uh <laughs> are you not a fan of the animals <laughs> he's just very gruff the band or actual animals both. I mean, okay. both. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, also, Animal from the Muppets. Um, He's really gruff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. his thing, man. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I've come, I just come from the land of the sun, from a war that must be won. In the name of truth, with our soldiers so brave, your freedom we will save, with our rifles and our grenades, and some help from God. So before we get to that last line, I do like the very sort of specific, like child's understanding of war. Like, you know, the soldiers are brave, freedom we save, you know, we got rifles and grenades. I mean, we got both guys. (laughs) We got it It's pretty great. So they give us everything. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And it's, you know, I I think most people consider if they're fighting a war that like they should probably win it. 
I don't think. Yeah. I don't think most you know countries are like, yeah, we got to the sport. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Maybe we will, <laughs> and maybe we won't. Whatever. It's not really this a is, big guys, deal. Guys, guys, just have fun with this one. Just have fun <laughs> with this one. This is like a scrimmage war. This, this is, is yeah. fine. This is like you know, it's like uh, like little league. Like we're not keeping score. Yeah. So just like just yeah. have fun, you guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. Somebody's dad is pitching, and by pitching, I mean throwing grenades. Yeah, you yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying. You know, you get it. So you is guys, this one of those yeah, words that yeah. must be one? Like, is that a like a must have yeah. or a nice to have? Right. You know, yeah. Ted. I think Ted. I think this one is a must win. Mm. Yeah. This is a must be one. Uh, yeah. All right. So I think he's you know, and I think the the writer here maybe is being a a bit cheeky. Uh, mm-hmm. with the you know, in the name of truth, uh, with our soldiers so brave. I mean, this is this is 1985, so yeah, which is always crazy to think that you know we're we're only like ten years out of Vietnam, probably even less, right? Um, and I think, I think it's exactly ten. I think it ended okay. in 1975. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you know, and it just it, that that feels so removed, like 1985. <laughs> Does that right. feel like? But of course, the people who you know who were living through it, uh, they had they you know had been around for for Vietnam. It's just it's just weird to you know think about like eighty five. You want to say like you know nineteen sixty nine is you know uh, to nineteen eighty five is like what two thousand and four is to to now, yeah, right? <laughs> it just, right? It right. seems like it should it's have been insane. like yeah, like a million years away and yet it wasn't it wasn't that far away really right right um well it's but, yeah. all because of the invention of the time traveling delorean like everything seems right closer after yeah, 1985 yeah. Yep. so it's true pre-delorean post-delorean yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's tough because it's pd and pd <laughs> they have to figure out a different way to say it but it's pre and post-delorean yeah, yeah, no. yeah, yeah blame it on the yeah. historians they gotta rename that <laughs> yeah the DeLorean historians, that's what they call those. <laughs> category on Jeopardy. Uh, DeLorean historians for 2000. <laughs> so he says, I want to see my family, my wife and child waiting for me. I've got to go home. I've been so alone, you see. Which, where, where are the other soldiers? Why is he not hanging out with like, his buddies in the, in the, in the war? Um, yeah, where is his? Where are his brave soldiers? Yeah, why is he so lonely? Poor guy. Um, I mean, he's probably there. Are probably a lot of people around. I'm guessing, just not the ones he wants to be spending time with. <laughs> I'm just saying. I feel like a war is like the ultimate guys' weekend, right? Uh, <laughs> you know, you're out in the woods. It's like you're camping. You know, you get to like shoot guns and stuff. Yeah, you're like having like campfires. I mean, guys, like I don't know. I don't. I don't. I'm. I'm not gonna say I'm a Delorean historian for war, but it just feels like it's got to be super fun, right? You're just hanging out with a bunch of guys. Oh my god! You know, every father, uh, every one of like a father who's our father's age, yeah. is like right now, just like oh, I'll tell them what war's <laughs> like. Let's not I have let's watched. not play this episode for my father. <laughs> uh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well at least uh yeah. I mean he would know. I think mo- most other fathers are like, uh, look, I've seen a lot of documentaries on the History Channel and I can tell you <laughs> right, right. a thing or two. Everything um, was in black and white. <laughs> it was hey, weirdly sped up. You know what I found really, really surprising about this part of the song? Mm-hmm. What? That this is, in fact, 
the chorus. Mm. <laughs> I'm sorry. Why? Because it just didn't seem like the first time that it go- that it happens in the song. <laughs> it it just does seem not like seem like the chorus. It was like, oh, what an interesting little yeah section before the next verse, mm-hmm. or what an interesting mm-hmm. verse, and then they repeat it. Yeah, like Did twenty five you- <laughs> times. Were you hoping that it would start with like, oh, we're a bunch of lovelies, <laughs> painted the town, coming from war? Yep. Is that would that have been better? Yeah, like if you could hear like the tap shoes in the background, right, right, right. then yes, yeah. L O V E, love vigilantes, <laughs> love vigilantes. That's us. <laughs> like where you could now, actually see the, the sequence. <laughs> You can see the light shining off the sequence through the audio. Um, I well, I mean, I think it's, I think you're right. The chorus would sound something like the opening theme song to uh, "It's a Living." Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. From 1984. I don't know when "It's a Living" is from, but probably, probably around, around there. there, right? Yeah, I think so. Um. Oh my gosh, I hope it was 1985. And they were directly influenced <laughs> by Love Vigilantes. Um, <laughs> Except that they weren't, because they don't sound anything like that at all. No way. Um, they, I just, do, they just I, saw like the single in the record store, and they were like, this sounds like it's about a bunch of waitresses. <laughs> um, I, I do see what you're saying, Michael, because it kind of comes from, you know, it does feel like a, like a pre-chorus almost. Yeah. Um, like it's going to really amp up to something. It doesn't. This song doesn't have a doesn't have a, a hook. Real. It doesn't have a um bridge. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just um verse, chorus, verse, chorus. And I think maybe that's part of it too, Michael. Is that it never gets to anything. It's very back and forth, back and forth. Yeah, yeah. there's not really a bridge. There's not, not the story is a story. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, there's not a clear line of demarcation, I guess, between right. the verse and the chorus. It's sort of. And it's sort of weirdly yeah. like, um, I just kind of like goes along, you know, kind of kind of languid, you know, just just it's just sort of it's just sort of unfolding uh, in front but of in you a, in a real peppy way. Yeah, definitely. this is a real peppy war song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The um, music behind it is just like boop 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 war. war do and he. He, it's he's got to go home. I've got to go oh, home. Yeah. I've been so so alone. You see, and I do like he's talking. He's talking to me, which I I've said it many times. I always appreciate. You love it. He's yeah. Oh, you know what? Which what, what thing we did actually didn't touch on? What? Um, how much direct help from God do you think they're getting? Like, is I it? Mean, are they having some... like daily meetings with God? I think. <laughs> or yeah. you know, like how how is that how is that working? How is that help? How's that help I think coming? they ha- I think they get some help from God because God has to be like, listen, I have to I have to speak to both sides because mm-hmm. I'm God. Yeah. But I'm with you guys. Yeah, more. you guys. But I I have to speak to everybody, but really I'm with you guys more. <laughs> and that's where they get in trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> the problem is he's doing that on the other side too. He's like, Don't worry. Yeah. 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 I look, guys, I'm being completely impartial, right. but I'm totally with you. Because, you know, it's like whichever side wins. He's like, oh, yeah, I was playing for them the whole time. Don't worry about yeah. it. This was all my plan, baby. <laughs> <laughs> he, um, he helped enough, but not to the point where he could get that verse to rhyme. Mm. <laughs> so, Damn, dig on God's uh, yeah. rhyme, rhyming skills. No, it's more on, on the, the writer's rhyming skills. <laughs> 
Um, yes, writers. Uh, you know. Oh yeah, mu- <laughs> multiple people could not get that verse to rhyme. <laughs> I will say this: I actually love. I kind of like songs that have that kind of like uh, rhyme, 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 and then the last line doesn't do anything. Yeah. And it's like, and also this is a line. I mean, well, that's... And then it goes, keeps going. What's to be fair... About it, go on, Michael. No, you, you be fair first. Oh, I was going to say, to be fair, every last line of the verses do not rhyme with anything. Right. So it is, it is a choice. Uh, yeah. Maybe it's not a choice you like. Maybe it wasn't the correct choice, but it was a choice. Yeah, uh, that they did that. It so. doesn't matter that there are mistakes as long as there's consistency. Um, <laughs> there you go. It's no. What I what sort of frustrating about that is that the lines that do rhyme are like completely imperfect rhymes. Uh-huh. So it's like they're sort of rhymes and then like a complete non-rhyme. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's each verse is almost like a little microcosm of the song itself where it feels like it's building to something and then it just leaves you hanging. And again, there's, I where think there's no real resolution at the end. And listen, we'll get into that, but I do think that's purposeful. This is, this is, I think everything you're saying is a purposeful thing right. that was thought out. All right, fine. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> well, Michael's speechless. Well, I mean, I guess... <laughs> You know, and that, I mean, uh, if, if if we take as a uh, as a given, right, that it's not good, and I'm not saying it's not, but let's just say for a moment it is. What's worse, like them purposely choosing <laughs> to do something not as good, or you know, or just the fact that they just didn't do a very good job? This is a question for Michael, right? Or I'm just saying, or in general, this is just. No, a I think if question. I think if there's a choice for like consistent almost like not mistakes but you know what i'm saying yeah. um that's brilliant like that oh, okay. <laughs> that's wow we're, between... we're over to brilliant <laughs> well not brilliant okay. but like that's the difference between art and like just a series of, of uh, art and like bad songwriting you know it doesn't make I, it any I, less frustrating i but... mean first of all hold on that's my autobiography art and bad songwriting but rachel <laughs> <laughs> um i i believe it's that one michael i think it's because of what i've read it's it's very purposeful. They knew what they were doing, and they knew that they were going to frustrate you. Yeah. You specifically. They they mention you in uh, more than one article. <laughs> you just can't believe the joy I did receive When I finally got my relief and I was going home Oh, I flew through the sky My convictions could not lie I want us to keep track of exactly how this happens when we get to the end. So he he gets oh, yeah. his leave. It's a big thing. Okay, go ahead. He well he he get he gets his leave, right? Yep. Saying you're gonna go home. And then I flew through the sky. My convictions could not lie. For my country, I would die, and I would see it soon. So he gets you know whatever the paperwork is. Uh-huh. It says he's going home. Now, did he get on an airplane? Mm-hmm. It doesn't say that. It says he flew through the sky. Like right? a rocket ship because he's from the sun. 
Oh, that's there right. Yeah, that he flew on a rocket. It's also on the sun. It's a space from, man from the sun. Or a dragon hobbit from Middle Earth. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know what they ride in Middle Earth. It's really just open to interpretation. Any of those things are legitimate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so he's he's going home uh, to his country, and, and I will only, see it soon. Yeah, the only um, line I don't understand, and maybe it's just because I'm uh, a dummy, but, mm. oh, I flew through the sky. My convictions could not lie. What does that mean? My convictions could not lie. Does it just sound good in a song? Michael, you got any ideas? I think it's just his, he, he was glad to be going home, but he believed in what he was doing. Oh, like he's like, he, I see. So it was, he was happy to go home, but he was also happy to go to war right. for his country that he loved. Right. I see. Okay. That helps. But Thank he was, you, Michael. he was happy to be returning to the country that he loved. Right. I would now like to sing the song Anthem from Chess. Your musical moment of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> there's one in every show. Yeah. I mean, if we're lucky, there's only one. <laughs> <laughs> when I walk through the door, my wife, she lay on the floor. And with tears, her eyes were sore. I did not know why. So he was going home. He's flying uh-huh. home. Uh, he wants From to see his, his wife and family. Um, we know that. Uh, then he says, do, 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 do. <laughs> do, 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 do. That's just him on the plane, like, waiting to take off. Like, do, 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 yep. do, do, do. <laughs> so excited like, to be going home. Drumming his fingers. <laughs> do, do, do. Yep. Um, all right. So I walk through the door. My wife, she lay upon the floor. And which taking tears, a nap. Yep. It was nap time. The couch with, was being cleaned. And with her tears, and with tears, her eyes were sore. And I did not know why. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, oh, we're stopping here to talk about that part. Okay. Well, I was going to say. Before the big reveal. So he walks through the door. Right. I'm just kind of going over the details that we have. Uh-huh. He walks through the door. Sees his wife laying on the floor. And he's I, like, I, have you been here the whole time I've been away? <laughs> Well, it just said, when I left, you were on the floor. <laughs> uh, is this weird to say her eyes were sore with tears? Her eyes were sore. Like, uh-huh. that's, I don't know. It just seems like a weird thing to say. It's like she's to, just been crying to a talk. lot. Right, right. But you would say like Oodles. you know her eyes were red. I don't know. I'm just saying it. It feels weird to talk about how someone else's how someone else feels in like a physical sense you know what i mean yeah but i actually uh, i actually kind of like that line because it's not just oh her eyes were red oh she had been crying like if right. you could see the physical pain from yeah, her crying going, like she'd been going as through, a yeah. as a as a third person right yeah like that you, he's telling you just how much she's been crying like she's been crying to the point that he can tell her eyes are hurting yeah right. I guess, I mean, I guess maybe your eyes do hurt if you're crying a lot. It just feels like when you say my eyes are sore, it just feels like, ah, oh, man, my allergies are killing me today. My eyes are so sore. Oh, it was sore. allergy season. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, is that, is that what it is? It's just her allergies are acting up? He's yeah. like, I come home, I go all, I come all the way home from the land <laughs> of the sun, okay? 
Uh, I had to kill a dragon to get here. Uh, I had to fly on a giant golden condor, and you have got allergies, so it's really ruining the moment. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Must be tough for you. Yeah. And the line that they left out is actually that he saw an empty bottle of Claritin on the counter, <laughs> so uh, he could he knew. Oh, your eyes get sore this time of year. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Next time you see somebody crying, you should just go up to them and be like, hey, your eyes look sore. Yeah. <laughs> see what they say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be fun. That sounds vaguely, <laughs> this is vaguely threatening. <laughs> hey, you got sore eyes? That, yeah. Sight for sore eyes. Yeah, yeah. Aww. Oh, your eyes sore? It'd be a real shame if they were. Wait, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm calling you an eye sore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um... Sore okay. eyes turn the other way. I don't want to see you cry. All right. So he That's did not know why she was crying. Mm -hmm. Right? Right. So I looked into her hand, and there I saw the telegram. Said that I was a brave, brave man, but that I was dead. <laughs> uh, okay. First all right. of all. Can I yeah, just yeah. say something? So yeah. everything I was saying before about the last line not rhyming Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Here it is so good. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's so good. Because it every other line like kind of stops you and you're like, why why that? This right, one right. it absolutely stops you in your tracks where you're just like, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this on. is what? plot twist. Yeah. Yeah. So uh first of all, is Way to go, M Knight. <laughs> <laughs> Uh oh my god, do you think M Knight is like a huge New Order fan? And he was Maybe. like, Oh snap. I know what I'm gonna do. Um yeah. he's just listening to this song on a loop um yeah. while he's writing the script. So wait, M Knight, you're talking about Michael Knight from Knight Rider? Yep. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Michael Knight yeah, yeah. from Knight Rider. Oh, yep. First of all, Michael Knight was a huge New Order fan. <laughs> Without a doubt. <laughs> I mean, have you heard that theme song? <laughs> <laughs> Look at the lights on the front of his car. He totally Absolutely. loved synth Totally. There's no way he wasn't he wasn't bumping uh, <laughs> yeah. New Order in that thing. So is that is that what telegrams from the U.S. military if, say? It's just uh, yeah, he did. Sorry, he, <laughs> like, did. he did. Well, it, well, I think it used to be that they would send a person in uniform right. to hand deliver a telegram when somebody died in battle. I mean, I think they still do, right? I mean, I think somebody yeah, they're not just what are they going to text it? Well, no, to say do something Well, you said they used to do that. I'm no, saying I, I don't think, think they, they still telegram do. it right. In, I don't think they telegram it now. They want to save that 50 cents from Western <laughs> Union. <laughs> but they they I'm sure they send somebody. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think so. I don't know. I don't know um, either. But I, I, I will say this, and we could get into this now. There's, a, we'll get into it a little bit in, in the story behind the story. Mm -hmm. But is he dead? Or okay. Is it a mis or is it a mix-up? Well, and she's excited. This is the worst way that one of those surprise reunions could go. <laughs> this is the, the could end. This right, is right. like, it's terrible. Yeah, yeah. That, He's like, I didn't want to tell you because I wanted to surprise you. <laughs> I was sneaking in. Oh, wait, what? You know, a half hour before she got a telegram from somebody. Uh, uh, yeah. Well. Um, or he set it all up so that she would be more surprised when he walked in the door. I mean, that would be a huge surprise. 
yeah, yeah. yeah. Like if you sent the telegram, <laughs> right, like if you right. set that up, just to like, uh, hey, honey, I mean, he, come yeah. on, it's you. You were definitely not expecting this, right? So, <laughs> big surprise. Well, that's why I was going. That's why I was sort of going over the details carefully because let's right. talk about like what's happening. Because is he a ghost? Because he gets the paperwork to go home, right? So right, but. I yeah. think there are four variables here. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, he could be a ghost. Right. Mm-hmm. He could be very much alive and the telegram is a mistake. Uh-huh. Right. She could be alive or yep. she could be no longer with us. Yes. And any yes. mixing and matching of those things. Could be true. Yeah. Like, oh, if he's, he could be alive and she could be very much be not. Yep. Or he could be a ghost and she could be alive. Or he could be alive and she could be alive and be like, oh, big misunderstanding. Do you have any more Claritin? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there is definitely a world where she got this um, telegram and she, you know, somehow died. And then he showed up alive. Because, I'll, well, I'll tell you this, Dan. It, it never does say that he got his paperwork. It says... When I finally got my leave. Oh, which is vague. okay. So you're so, saying I got my leave is him being killed, possibly. And he was going because he was going home. Oh. Right. So it's all, I mean, it's up oh, for interpretation. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Oh, see, I had not considered this. So when he's flying through the sky, right. He earned his wings. Well, yeah, or maybe well, he's, yeah. but maybe he's on an airplane flying through the sky. He's just not alive. Oh, that too. He could. When that that's too, happening. He could be. Yeah. Right. That's right. Oh. Okay. I mean, I like to think that it's that he got. Um, I like to think that it, it that it's a whole like threes company mix up, <laughs> and that she got a telegram because I'm a big fan of Impractical Jokers. Yeah, I'm yeah. A big fan of Candid Camera, yeah, and yeah. that stuff gets me every time. Oh, there's nothing. But no, yeah. when I. F- when I first heard it, I did think I thought it was just that he walked in and it turned out that she was alive, but sobbing on the floor because she got a telegram like a half hour prior that he was killed in battle. Yeah. Well, why? So I never thought that the wife was dead. Where Where are you guys getting that from? Just the she's fact that lying he, on the floor. Yeah, he walks in and she's on the floor. Yeah, he's like, you know. Okay. Taken aback by her, you know. Well, I mean, I yeah. thought she. Yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking she's collapsed, in, in grief. She's sobbing on the floor. Um, but all right. I mean, that's definitely a possibility. I, that's not I mean, my it main could be theory, like, but like it's a, a possibility. It, it's yeah, it's definitely a possibility. But like, the floor is very specific. Like she didn't. <laughs> Fall I mean, upon she, her fainting couch, you know, like <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I don't know, but I uh, mean, she sold the fainting couch. What? She sold the fainting couch. He was at war. Yeah, no, she had to bad. make ends meet. Yeah, that's yeah. too bad. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. 
uh, I remember oh saying it's not like. Well, I'm just I'm just saying like it's not like if she collapsed on the couch. I'd be like, well, she's definitely alive. But if she's on the floor, I mean that's dead zone. Everyone knows <laughs> you hit the floor, you're gonzo. Yeah, damn. Um, <laughs> the couch is safe. The floor is lava. <laughs> that's true. I mean, that's everybody true. knows that. I cannot argue with that. I cannot argue with that. Yeah. She should have taken the cushions off the couch <laughs> and thrown them on the floor so she could have stepped on them to get over to cha- to change the channel on the TV. Everybody knows how that works yeah 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 definitely um mm-hmm. yeah well okay well so what sort of i was asking was if he is a ghost right like is uh-huh. there some sort of like alternate ghost world where they're handing out paperwork to go home and he's getting on a ghost airplane and he's drinking no. ghost diet coke and getting ghost <laughs> peanuts on his ghost flight and then landing at ghost JFK and taking a ghost taxi to his ghost house. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, no I, I think... Would, listen, I'm... Oh, go ahead, Michael. I think him getting his paperwork and getting on the plane mm-hmm. is... I'm going to point you in the direction of the um, short story and occurrence at Owl Creek Bridge. Uh-huh. Are you familiar with it? I'm familiar with it. It's about somebody who is getting home from war, the Civil War, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. this. Um, That's and... not what it's about, though. It's about a guy who's being hung for crimes. Right. Hanged. Right. Um, hanged. Sorry. But he's he's getting hanged. Spoiler alert. <laughs> well, Jeez, I mean, guys, all right, yeah, ahead, yeah. Everybody mute for a couple of seconds if you haven't read it, but you should read well, it. Well, I was going to say, also, everyone, it's... Everyone, everyone go back to eighth grade English class because <laughs> you should have read it by now. But anyway. Also, yes. it's from 1890, so you've had time. I mean, well, but but see, Michael, this is, this is actually the point I was making. And let me just say okay. this. What I was saying was, is he physically there as a ghost seeing this happen? Or because the occurrence at Isle Creek is he's about to be hanged yes um and then he has like some sort of a fantasy right where he escapes there's a whole then there's the most of the stories is the way well, the you story don't, goes is as well you don't know that but as right, he's being as he's, hung, falling, as he's being the, hanged the rope, the snaps. rope snaps and he escapes and he's running to his home right and the story ends with and then the last paragraph is that no the rope catches and he he's hanged yeah, um, this was his fantasy. It was all a fantasy. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying, where it's like, is he actually like a ghost who's there, or is this all like his dying fantasy? It just seems weird that he would like no. show up and it would be sad, but like- No, I think he's a ghost. Okay. Um, I think he's, well, no, if he's a ghost, he's a legit ghost, and he goes through these things. I will point you in the direction of the M. Night Shyamalan movie, Sixth Sense, right. where he- it, there are a lot of like. I haven't seen it. Jump- I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. My are you serious? Too late. No. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> there's a lot of jump cuts, and there's a lot of things right. where he just appears places, yes. and and he never questions yes. how he gets places, right? Or or why people aren't speaking to him, or things like that. So I think there's a sense in the ghost world, right? That you make sense of what is happening. And you leave out what right. doesn't make sense. Right. He just, so, no, they, they, he, I don't think it's that as a ghost or in his last moments, he's making up this fantasy that ends <laughs> with him seeing his wife sobbing on the floor. That's the worst fantasy ever, unless he hated his wife. Well, well no, I don't, no. I don't think that's the fantasy. I think if we're, if we're putting it in terms of an occurrence at Owl Creek Bridge, right. That's when the, 
the rope doesn't just, snap. Yeah, doesn't snap. Yeah. <laughs> right. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's, you know, it's he's, the the reality. Right. The 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 reality of it crashes in at the end into yes. a fantasy, like that. That part I can understand, but yeah. So right. So that's the question: is whether or not this is physically he's like physically a ghost. And I agree with you that in like the sixth sense, they actually explain very you know that like like you said like they the the ghosts just they don't think about how they got there. They're not like wait a right. minute why am I suddenly in this room? They just act right, which is why yeah. him explaining how he flew there. Seems weird. I suppose him just like appearing there. Now I'm not saying this song has to conform to the rules of a movie that would come out like 20 years later or whatever. But right. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, it's it's weird how they sort of explain that. However, what I actually like and I had never considered, and I don't want to get too morbid here, but when he's again when he's flying through the sky, maybe he's doing it in a box, right? Like he is right. He's on like a he's on like a like. I a- mean, he's this is. This, military plane right yeah i mean you know it's sad but he's 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 on a plane heading home right he's right. just not the way he was thinking he was going to go um you know and then i don't know what happened i don't think they didn't bring the coffin to the house so that so that doesn't no. doesn't totally add up there but um you know but maybe you know his his spirit is coming along and then it's going to the house um but you that's know, or also it's just a big misunderstanding. Well, the thing with that now it could be a big misunderstanding. However, and you know, New Order probably not known for you know wanting to leave everyone with a hap- with a happy fuzzy feeling at the end. But I feel like I mean, you gotta there's got to be some line after that where it's you know she sees him <laughs> right and it's all cleared up because it's weird to just end it there, right? Um, I think it's great to end it there as a question. Okay. All right. Because we just had a 20-minute conversation about it. <laughs> well, and that's now, I mean, what do we think? Are we thinking ghost, fantasy, or mix-up? What, what, what do we think it is? What's, what, what would be your opinion on what's happening? I mean, I think I, I kind of like the, the ghost thing, and I, it goes mm-hmm. back to what we were talking, to, talking about before, uh, where he says when he's talking about his convictions and for his country, he would die. And maybe, maybe that's him saying that he did. Right. You know, so maybe that's an earlier acknowledgement of what's happening later. That said, there is, it's not in this version of the song, but in the extended, you know, club remix, there Mm -hmm. is a verse where, um, Mr. Roper comes in (laughs) And he says, I accidentally sent you the wrong I'm telegram. sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So sorry about that. And he looks at the camera. And yeah. um, the wife has to run to hide a puppy that they're, uh, <laughs> they're not supposed to have. Right. Oh, it's and then that's when lease. Larry comes in and yeah. he says, that means we're double dating tonight, right? <laughs> hubba hubba. <laughs> Regal Beagle, third roommate. It's all... I mean, I was really, honestly, it's quite impressive how they communicated through a song that silently Mr. Roper stared at the camera. Uh, (laughs) Look, Norman Fell was so good. Like, they don't (laughs) say it. They don't say it, but you just know. You can just tell that it's happening. Um, Like, you could, it's it's all audio, but you could definitely tell that Mrs. Roper is wearing a muumuu. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Or a caftan. (laughs) <laughs> um 
Yeah, and it uh I mean I always well, Rachel, what do you think? I mean, I I will say just because it was the first thing that I thought, and I I think it's a mix up. Hmm. Right. I think it's a mix up. That was the first thing that I thought. Yeah. But I was expecting it to be like when when I heard that and when I thought like, oh, something went terribly wrong, what happens next in this song? And the answer is nothing. And then that's when yeah, you start but, thinking ghost. But I love that. I love that nothing happens, and that's what that's when it ends. I love that. Nice. Yeah, but if nothing happens, then I feel it's a ghost. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, like, I if, mean, if they're I gonna always... leave it like ominous, it's got to be a ghost. Yeah. If it's if they're like, oh, we should get this paperwork taken care of, then there's like more to the story. Yeah, I mean, I always, I always. I mean, what do you want a slide whistle at the end? <laughs> what do you want for them yes. to say it's a joke? Like that's. A... You guys are like, they need something, a car horn honk, a, like a, a sad trumpet, something. Yeah. Is that too much to ask? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is like at the end of the song where it goes, um, <laughs> is weird. But no, I mean, I always thought it was, I mean, I, I've heard, I've known the song for, for a long time. Uh, I always thought it was a ghost. Um, but I do like that I had never, cause I was always like, it's weird how he's going through this, like through the motions of like doing all this stuff. Like, is is this like, again, is he like getting in a ghost plane, or is he just right. like think like like as the ghost is walking into the house, does he just like think all this happened? Yep. But what I now like really like is lines like, when I finally got my leave, I flew through the sky. Like these are now like bitterly ironic lines, right? Yeah. Like right. he got his leave. Just not the way he was expecting. He flew on an airplane home, just not the way he thought he was going to. Right, right. You know, um, I think or he flew those home are actually like a ghost. Cool. Listen, I like both of he the could, ideas. Yeah. Mm. I like both of the ideas. I'm not, I'm not, um, you know, averse to either ghost yeah. or silly mix-up. Right. But I will say this. This is a great song. It is a good one. Yeah, yes. I like it. It's, it's the peppiest war song I've ever heard. I would. I'm okay. Now, now that feels like a challenge. I'm going to write a peppier one. Um, <laughs> well, what's the the thing that strikes me just like reading these lyrics over and over again is that they don't interact. The, so no matter what it is, it, I you know I don't think it can be a mix up. The the wife and the husband. Yeah. Yeah, that's the whole point. That right. they don't interact. First of all, he can't interact in the beginning. She didn't go to war with him. No, no, and no, no. I'm saying like when he gets home, he yeah, looked into her hand. Point. But I mean, he's also home for 15 seconds. He's literally walked in the, the door, Michael. Before the show ends. sobbing on the floor. Yeah. Give her a minute or to she had collect been herself. Huh? Or she had been sobbing. And she's One of them dead. is dead. One of them is dead. Okay. <laughs> One and or both of them not, is dead. So help me. <laughs> because he looks at the at the the telegram in her hand she's not like you're not gonna believe what i just got in the mail no, she doesn't hand it, it to him he sees it he sees it it might be laid out on the floor because she dropped it like she collapsed on and her you know she's like splayed out i don't know michael either way let, let's let's just let it be open-ended huh can't we no yeah. agree well, to disagree to be dead or alive right I mean, it could also be like if he is a ghost, it's a thing like in a dream where you just know stuff like you didn't, you know, right. he just suddenly he just suddenly knows or he can just like somehow interpret what the telegram says, even if he can't see it. 
right? Like physically like see it in her hand, if that makes sense. So he just, he just, at that point, he just knows again, whether or not this is like the fantasy or he's like a ghost. This is just, this is the moment where it clicks and he just knows right. what happened. So this is an eighties, uh, synth pop song. So then uh, they repeat the chorus nine more times um, <laughs> because they got to they got to fill out the the five minute seven inch yep. uh, dance 100%. maxi single. So uh, yeah, so all the all the kids are bopping to uh, a song about a dead soldier. That's uh, right. You know, just dancing dancing the night away. But uh, yeah, and then Dusty yep. Springfield comes in and sings a random verse. Mm. That's right. Yep. That's right. I don't get that, but I'm gonna. <laughs> it's a Pet Shop Boys song. Let it go. Oh yeah! Oh god, I love that one. Yeah. All right. So good song. Any other uh, thoughts before we move on to, uh, uh, what the hell do we call it? Not <laughs> United Universe. No. What is it called? The Expanded Universe. The expanded expanded universe. universe. Any other thoughts before we move on to Expanded Universe? Uh, nope. Okay. Good. Um. I think we said yeah. I don't have. I don't think we've really had a war song. Yeah, I would. That was my one thing. Is have we had a war song? I'm gonna disagree. What? Well, which one? Um, I can think of two, possibly three. War well, songs? I was gonna say. Well, hold on. I think there are fictional wars because we definitely had. Um, what's the one about the uh, one tin soldier? Yes. Oh right. yeah, that's true. Is a war. Forgot about um, one tin soldier. So I mean, this pot. I mean, you know, maybe. Like maybe they call the mountaintop the land of the sun because it's closer to the sun. That's true. That's true. So, That's so true. maybe this is maybe is this is that war. Yeah, maybe this is that war, and he is yeah, a yeah. valley man. Yeah, I mean he feels like a valley man. And he he right? totally <laughs> feels like a valley man. I can see him. Like he's never been to the good Panera. No, no he's only been to the valley not. Panera. Yeah, only yeah, yeah. been to the valley Panera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if this is the first episode you've listened to, you have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> you're gonna want to go back and listen to our One Tin Soldier. Yeah, episode. you're gonna want to go listen to One Tin Soldier. They're just listening to One Tin Soldier over and over again, being like, "I don't hear anything about a Panera. What were they talking about?" <laughs> oh, uh, it's it's in there. Oh, don't yeah. just you gotta listen real just, close. You just wait. It's in there. Um, um, what else? What else, Michael? What's the second one? I believe that he okay. is Billy from Billy Don't Be a Hero. Oh, that was a war. Oh, you're going way back. Yeah, way, way is, back. Yeah, that is. That's the way, way back. All right. Um, yeah. And he was a. And he was a. He was a hero. Uh oh. He didn't listen. <laughs> I mean that's. Um, I mean that's particularly heartbreaking. Well, oh, she threw the letter away. I heard she threw that letter away. <gasps> yeah, that's true. <gasps> These songs are so related. Oh my gosh, that's a good one. <laughs> That's really good. Well, you know, and, and that's I think why it, he could read it. Yeah, that's why he could read it. He threw it away, and it was like, you know, right side up in the garbage can, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. That well, fell apart halfway through me talking about it. I remember in Billy, in that episode for Billy Don't Be Here, we talk about who is telling this story because whoever it is heard that she threw the letter away. Right. But what if it is Billy? It's the ghost of yeah. Billy telling yeah. us the story. That I adds like that a much whole better new dimension to in the Billy in the Don't Billy be Don't Be a Hero episode. I think it was gossipy neighbors who were like, yeah. "I heard yeah, you threw yeah. that letter away." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So Billy, that's much sadder. Just <laughs> it's much just, sadder this way than just gossipy neighbors. Gladys is talking over the fence to the ghost of Billy. He's like, hey, "Did you hear? She threw the letter away." 
<laughs> anyway, I'm going to float up into the sky now. Bye. <laughs> I'm also a ghost. <laughs> Um, yeah that's a good one that's a good that's a good one uh yeah were there any other war songs that you were thinking of um you said possibly a third what could yeah i mean you could it's not a war it's it's definitely a battle um the night chicago died i'm gonna murder you (laughs) oh maybe she's pearl (laughs) she's not pearl 100 percent not pearl yeah. Maybe she's Pearl. Safely say she's not no, Pearl. The night and it wasn't a telegram. It was a song she was writing. <laughs> well, I'll say this. I think it is a ghost. I think it is a ghost. Okay. And I think after this, he goes and he does the monster mash with the other <laughs> with okay, the other I'll monsters. allow that. I'll okay, allow thank that. you. All right. Well, that, I, that's a good one. I like okay, that one. All right. I think we'll end strong there. Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> so we're going to take a quick break. And uh, when we come back, we'll talk about the history of this song with Story Behind the Story. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Welcome, travelers, to the Mundane and the Arcane, a 5e D&D podcast. I'm Matt, the Dungeon Master, for our new campaign. Uh, I'm Deacon Bishop, and uh, I like to party. I'm Grognag Vegan Smith, and I have no idea what I'm doing. And I'm Zenko, and I cast Guiding Light. Come join our party as they explore the river town of Tristolin, fight threats like magical crabs, and rob stores such as Bards and Nobles. We release bi-weekly. Now, everyone, I'd like you to roll initiative. All right. Hey, guys, we're back. It's time for story behind the story. How did mm-hmm. the story, how did the song and story come to be? And uh, Rachel. Yes. What, what do you got? Well. Tell uh, us lo- the story. I will. That's okay. my whole job right now. Um, <laughs> Love Vigilantes was released May 13th, 1985. Mm-hmm. It was uh, written by Peter Hook. Jillian Gilbert, Stephen Morris, and Bernard Sumner. Together, they make up New Order. Uh, This is off of their third album, which was called Low Life. It was recorded in 1984 at Jam and Britannia Rose Studios, London, which happened to be built by Pink Floyd. So there you go. Funny thing about that studio? Yes, tell me. One wall. Mm. (laughs) 
People keep trying to knock it down. You're like, come on. <laughs> Jeez. And then people put one one brick at a time. You're like, just put all the walls up, please. <laughs> this is a terrible studio. Yeah. They were trying to teach them how to properly build a studio. Mm-hmm. Wait for it. But they said... <laughs> yeah, I know where you're going. Hold on. Get ready, everyone. <laughs> we don't need no education. So that's why they never learned. <laughs> How to do that it. That made me happier than oh, you could possibly imagine. Oh, Lord. Oh, good gravy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, good should we gravy. talk briefly about... Uh, so, I mean, this band came out of Joy Division. Well, I was going to get into that. Okay. All right. Go uh, ahead. Relax. I'm, 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 <laughs> Settle yourself. Cannot tell you how relaxed I am right now. I, I am, I was like, gonna beyond talk about, relaxed. <laughs> I was going to talk about the song first. All right. Let's start with the song. And then first. talk about New Order. Okay. And okay. Their, their, what their deal is. All right. So, because I think we already spoke a bit about it, but Bernard Sumner, he said a couple of things about the song. He said in one interview, I've occasionally done that, coming up with a story first. He said, with Love Vigilantes, I decided I wanted to write a redneck song. It's quite tongue-in-cheek. It was about Vietnam. It was about a soldier that came back and his wife was sent a telegram saying that he was dead. And in, he told Melody Maker in 1986, it's kind of laughing at rednecks. From what I said, you may construe it to mean that I'm a redneck. I am not a redneck, I assure you. And Love Vigilantes is like laughing at rednecks. The more ridiculous my lyrics are, the less serious the song is. So when we were talking about before, Michael, you were saying it seems kind of off. The whole point of it is he thought that these lyrics in the story was a bit ridiculous and like he was taking it less serious, which is really funny to me because it's not a hilarious song. Yeah, it's still kind of serious, but I think that's why the verses are set up the way they are to have that rhyme, rhyme, rhyme and then clunk. <laughs> it's very purposeful. Right. That's exactly how he said it. And he said, this is how <laughs> I set up all of my songs. Rhyme, yeah. rhyme, rhyme. Kuklunk. Yeah, that's that's a uh, that's an industry term. Kuklunk. Right. The, the kuklunk. <laughs> they call it the kuklunk. Yeah. Yeah. It's the new order kuklunk. Everybody <laughs> knows about it. The uh, talking about the ending. He in an interview with GQ in 2012, uh, he also said he's either dead and he's come back as a ghost and he sees her, or he's not dead and the telegram was a mistake. But his wife got it and oh. killed herself. Which oh. is a very country tragedy. Oh, okay. So All this right. is what they said, which All is right. amazing to me that they they didn't answer. I think this was Bernard Sumner again, but they didn't answer the first part that both of you seem to have believed was full on ghost. Mm. But the second part, he he definitively says she got it. She killed herself. She's on the floor. When I read that, I was like, wait a minute, that's the definitive part. That's really so, crazy. So either yeah, way, either it's just a as open interpretation. Ah. As the him. first part, it, yes, that's what they're that's what that's what they're saying. Hmm. It's crazy, right? That is I crazy. Know. I never I never got that. I'm gonna be honest with you, Bernard. I don't know if that was clear enough. Because I never <laughs> that part I never got. I don't think that part is clear, but maybe that's just me. The, the song should have ended uh and it said I was dead, but really she's dead. <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> so, just some hint. Cause I mean, you know, like I said, I mean she's collapsed on the floor. Like Michael said, I mean, maybe I mean it should have been clear. They didn't say fainting couch, so maybe I should have, <laughs> you know, yeah. done a little a little more thinking on my end, but yeah, I mean, I always just assumed she was so sad that she had fallen on the floor. You know, I don't know, some, a bottle of pills next to her, you know, right. I don't know, blood, something. like whatever, some mention of something. Yeah. 
Well, the the Claritin. That right. Was on well, the obviously, yeah. Right. The allergies. I mean, <laughs> um, can you? Yeah. yeah. She. Oh my God. She OD'd on Claritin. It was horrible. Oh, Her it was terrible. eyes were so dry, but when she died, she uh, died. She died of the driest eyes ever. That's yes. an official diagnosis. Yeah. Yep. She died of not sneezing. Um. They tried to, you know, the thing where they put their hands over her, your eyes when you're dead and you try and close them. They were like, <laughs> do it. They're, they're not going to close. Like, she died of dry eyes. Ugh, it's like sandpaper. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. The, the, the laughing at rednecks thing is weird. I, like, I didn't really get that, but. I mean, I, I, get, I mean, I guess if you're like a British uh, synth pop uh, right. <laughs> artist, maybe your view on things is different. I think what yeah. he's saying, and again, I'm just sort of trying to interpret his words. Mm-hmm. I think he's saying this is like he sa- he says this is a it's a very country tragedy. So I think he's talking about the style of the song. I see. Okay, it's the idea that like it's a it's a setup, and then at the end there's a twist. That yeah, part of it that is it's what, got like, yeah, or it's like every country song is super sad kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. got it. The song is a very much a departure from the band's usual electronic sound. Mm. Uh, and apparently they were quite uh, under the influence during the recording of the whole uh, album. And Under the influence of what? Life. Love. <laughs> oh, nice. Um, and Bernard Sumner said that you can hear it the on Beatles. the tracks, this track specifically, saying, listen to Love Vigilantes, listen to that chordal guitar solo listen to how fast it is impossible to recreate under normal circumstances which i love because it is a very fast song the instrumentation of it is is very frantic and it's it's really really great they uh spin magazine called the intro theme to it beatlesque and then uh talking about the mix of all the different hooks, the snare drum, the guitar riffs, the repeats, a bit of a twangy bass. They called the sound gorgeously lush and unlike anything that New Order had attempted before, which is true. You can you can definitely hear that if you listen to their other songs. Much like many of New Order's songs, the song title does not appear in the lyrics and appears to have absolutely nothing to do with the song. Yeah, <laughs> uh, It's a running theme for them, which, which makes it difficult to realize that you know a lot of New Order songs. This I song? will say I tend to really like that sort of like random ambiguous title where it's sort of like about the song, but not about the weekend in New England. Perfect right. example. It's sort of what it's about, but it's not. I love that. If every song is like that. Right. <laughs> that's uh, it's not cool. <laughs> not, not cool, man. Not cool. The song does, however, have a close resemblance to the story in the song Vietnam, the 1969 Jimmy Cliff standard that New Order actually covered in 2003 for hmm. War Child's Hope album. But um, so, yeah, so it's a similar it's a similar feel to the Jimmy Cliff song. Um, in 2014, uh, The Guardian ranked R- Love Vigilantes as the ninth in a list of 10 best New Order songs. So just made it in there. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, the, hey, hey this, guys, did, yeah. did you hear? Uh, Love Vigilantes <laughs> is, is on the top 10 list. Oh, it's of, oh of, of songs of our band. I mean, but but they really <laughs> liked it. They were really excited. They, they made it. They made it. <laughs> we made it's it, very guys. Exciting. It is um, one of the best songs yeah. of all time yeah. by, by you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, guys, we're really 
uh, like our band New Order really dominating this list. Like I'm gonna yeah. say, like almost <laughs> all ten My of the God. songs on the crazy. best New Order songs are on the almost. list. <laughs> you guys the were all over this list. Listen, almost all of these songs yeah, yeah, are yeah. ours. That yeah. one's ours too. Oh my god, all these songs oh my god, are ours. Like all of them are. In fairness, number oh one god. is Hey Jude, but whatever. <laughs> I hey mean, Jude is Hey Jude. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna what do? You gonna do? <laughs> the song has been covered by Iron and Wine, Duncan Cheek, Super Chunk, Love Seed Mama Jump, and uh, a few others. The Iron and Wine version is much slower. The Duncan Cheek version is much slower. It is interesting to me that. Especially the, I feel the Iron and Wine version, they really brought the tempo and everything down to match the story, mm -hmm. which I think negates the purpose of it, quite honestly. Mm. I, I listened to it. I didn't like it as much. Okay. But that's all. That's, yeah. I mean, I guess that's personal preference. The Duncan Sheik version is pretty good. Well, I think also it's sort of an interesting, I mean, this song, because it has that peppy feel, I think you could easily miss the story, right? And not just the story, right. but I mean, like if you weren't, paying super attention all you need to miss is that one sentence and yeah. you might think this is a, a happy song about a soldier going home right you know what i mean that that's the problem in a lot of story songs that people just listen to the music they don't listen to the actual lyrics right well i'm saying because it sounds happy right, right? and most of the story is about him happily going home it's right. like if you you know like i said if you miss like maybe the last line or two you might be like well that was a nice story about a soldier who got to go home to see his family? Um, you know. So but. are you are you um, defending Iron and Wine? Is that what you're saying? Because I would say no, no, I no. I'm not. I wasn't defending anyone. I was just saying it's yeah. You're right in that the point of this is that like the mismatch between the way the song sounds. Yeah, and the I don't story. think that, I don't think that like in the 1980s, you know, coked up, drugged out, New Order was like, right. oh my god, you guys are missing the point of the story of the song. <laughs> it's a really sad song. I don't understand what's going on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, uh, nobody gets it. I think the whole the whole point of it is it's a tongue in cheek story. And if they said that, they would have said it that ending. fast too. They would have said it that fast. <laughs> and then in some, and then in some ways, then subconsciously, the twist ending maybe comes even more of a surprise. Because it's already sounds sad. Maybe you're expecting right. something. Yeah. So, yeah. So maybe that's also part of it. Yeah. 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 So Good. Um, about New Order. New Order was formed by uh, members of Joy Division after uh, the suicide of their lead singer and songwriter Ian Curtis in 1980. He died the day before they were to embark on their first American tour. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> they were formed by vocalist and guitarist Bernard Sumner, bassist Peter Hook, and drummer Stephen Morris. And then they were joined uh, later that year uh, by Jillian Gilbert. I, don't, I never know if it's Jillian or Gillian. It's got to be Jillian, right? It's with a G. A, a, G, a G. It's with a G. <laughs> <laughs> um, she was uh, dating Stephen Morris at the time, and uh, they brought her on on keyboards. Mm -hmm. Did you want to say anything more about how they got together, Daniel? Uh, no, it's just, it's, yeah. you know, obviously sad. But unique right. situation where Joy Division was a very popular underground band. The, you know, front man and lead singer, but definitely like the face of the band uh, is dead. And then the rest of the band just sort of reforms as a new entity and continues on and is quite successful as well. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, I think that's the thing. There's a lot of back and forth. Obviously, Ian Curtis was a big part of all of their lives dealing with his death. Um, right. 
led to a lot of, you know, substance abuse, uh, some infighting and things like that. They said it was a really dark time, those sort of first three years. But you're right. I mean, Joy Division was a big underground band. uh, And then New Order was as well a very influential band or Mm -hmm. is a very influential band because they're still around. The band's manager, Rob Gretton, is credited for having found the name New Order in an article in The Guardian called The People's New Order of Kampuchea. They adopted the name despite the previous use for former Stooge Ron Asheton's band, The New Order. Mm. They are considered synth pop. They're also kind of post-punk. They're, they've got a lot of dance music, electronica. This song, if you listened to just this song, mm-hmm. you wouldn't really get a sense of who New Order are. Right. It really goes f- uh, away from who they are. They are, I would say, mostly considered synth pop, but also electronica and dance music. And they've also, they're also still around. Their most famous songs, I would say, are Blue Monday. True Faith. And Bizarre Love Triangle. Here's the thing. You might be like, I don't know those songs. The answer is, you know those songs. It's just that because it's a New Order song, those titles have nothing to do with the actual lyrics and feel of the song. Yeah. And the thing with New Order's more famous songs and that British 80s synth pop, it feels weirdly contemporary. It feels very much ahead of its time. Mm Mm-hmm where like you still hear it on the radio and it doesn't sound like it's from 1985. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think because there's still um like we were talking about we had a back and forth about me calling it electronica or dance music because dance music is like a little Well, dance music's okay. electronica is sort of like a 2000s, 2000s. Right. kind of t- term. But I think it's, it's like a post-ray of light term. Right. Everything via Madonna. <laughs> well, yeah. But no, I seriously, think, that's that's what it is. Right. That's that's but when I, electronica became a thing. Right. But I think that the thing you're talking about, the fact that it still sounds pretty contemporary, is because these forms have come from the influence of bands like New Order. So yeah. because that influence is still felt, it still feels contemporary. Yeah. yeah. And I think the overlap of punk and new wave and electronic pop and 80s pop and dance music, like all of that coming together sort of makes it feel contemporary and timeless and certainly ahead of its time at the time. Yeah. But if you heard it now, it doesn't feel out of place. Right. Right. The New Order discography contains 10 studio albums, 12 compilation albums and five live albums. Can I ask about that? What? (laughs) So 12 compilation albums. (laughs) Which well, songs from their ten studio albums? I don't know. They might have, but I they might have a lot of singles though. There's they have so here's they have a lot the of thing. singles and like alternate cuts and stuff. So oh, like non so Michael, album tracks. Yeah. Get, guess what? What their first eight singles released between eighty one and eighty four were not taken from any album. Oh. In most cases, they were not even released as a seven inch, but exclusively available in the radio unfriendly twelve inch format, which yeah. was an unusual because and, and they were acts in the eighties. Yeah, because and they were a, definitely like a dance band, right? Their yeah. right. their stuff is going directly into the clubs, and so, that's what that's yeah. what we were talking about too. Is you know, the synth pop is synth pop, but they are also very dancey because they have a bunch of remixes, and they also are their songs are eight minutes long. 
So they're meant what's interesting, to be in the dance clubs. What's interesting about them is it, it almost feels like there's even like house music right. influence and house music wasn't a thing until the 90s. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, all this stuff comes out of it's all a, a chain of influences. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's not it's not that it's influenced by house. It's the other way around. And everything right, else right, right. is, you know, and then it all and then it all gets chopped up and remixed because hip hop comes along and is grabbing from everywhere. You find out that, like, you know, some hip hop song is like a sample of a craft work, like seven inch import. And you're like, how did they even get a hold of this? But, right. Yeah. But, uh, you know, so, yeah, um, it's. it's like when we found out that the the dance break and bust a move was a sample of a random bet midler album yes track. right oh yes that's right <laughs> that's right that's something off the divine miss m right it was uh yeah, it's great was it daytime hustler daytime hustler yeah daytime hustler, but all that hustler. stuff hustler yeah yeah but yeah i mean all that stuff influences each other and that sort of thing you know never really went out of style which is probably again why it feels sort of contemporary because you know there's always that dance music thing and they sort of crack that code uh yeah (laughs) on on what makes a song like super danceable especially if it's like seven minutes long and you're in a club so obviously there's a lot of creativity within that but it all sort of goes back to the same place more or less so from 1983 on, with the album Power, Corruption, and Lies, all the group's studio albums reached the top 10 in the UK. And uh, they had a peak of popularity between 1987 and 93 with a run of singles, including Blue Monday 1988, Fine Time, Regret, World, The Price of Love. And they scored their only number one single in the UK with the official England national football team song world in motion as in 1990 so just one single in the uk very influential once one number one i don't i don't get it well i mean they're definitely they're they're one of those bands that's super influential and definitely had a big following but probably never never big enough to you know but i mean that but i mean that kind of stuff like you said i mean if you're releasing 12 inch singles directly to clubs you're, you're not, not going to get a lot of play on the radio. Well, you're not trying to. Right. I mean, yeah. that's that's the long and the short of it. You're seeking success in other ways and, and other other avenues, right? Other than right. radio play and and people, you know, buying your single at Coconuts or whatever or whatever the 1985 <laughs> equivalent would be. Uh, um, Sam Goody still um, probably. The, well, uh, I think yeah. it's it's also what we've talked about over and over again with the charts there's so much that goes into what charts and what doesn't at any given time it's it is the charts are a snapshot of that moment in time but it's the chart rules it's radio at in 1985 radio airplay didn't count um so songs that are popular aren't necessarily going to chart as Mm -hmm. singles yeah, so and I mean it again. And the twelve-inch format wasn't necessarily. I mean, maybe by the eighties it was a consumer-friendly format, but it was mostly for clubs and it was mostly for yeah, I guess dance right. radio. Yeah, and again, I mean, it was never. I mean, even if it was more consumer-friendly, it was never consumer-friendly. A, and you know, I mean, as much as we talk about the charts and we're obsessed with them, like they they have a very narrow range of where they are measuring success. Like it's not, it's yeah. not everything right? right these songs you know them even if they didn't necessarily were high on the charts there are other songs that were number one that you've never heard of so mm-hmm. it's just not necessarily it's one measure of success but it's not everything obviously right. so 
And in the U.S., they had a bunch of number one songs on the dance charts that weren't necessarily number one on the Hot 100. Yeah. Well, the, or didn't even chart on the Hot 100. Right. Well, the interesting thing is that they have sold uh, in the U.S. a certified 2 million records and in the U.K. a certified 1.24 million albums. Mm -hmm. So it's weird to me that, I mean, there's more of us, I guess. I was so, going to say, England's but... <laughs> a lot smaller than America. <laughs> Listen, uh, as I was saying it, it's just it sheer numbers. Like, Wait a minute, yeah, doing yeah, math yeah. in my head. <laughs> um, one more, uh, well, two more things. One uh, is that they were, uh, both Joy Division and New Order were very successful artists on the Factory Records label, mm -hmm. which was run by Granada television personality Tony Wilson. And New Order actually partnered with factory to finance a manchester club called the hacienda oh. so they are also club owners i nice. didn't check to see if the hacienda is still open i mean they they think it is and then they go to it and there's a telegram saying that it closed right, saying it's closed <laughs> 10 years ago yeah yeah there's a there's oh, a notice on the, the door that's, yeah there's a notice it's been on it's been closed by the department of health on the door yeah yeah, yeah like, what yeah. but we were what? just here but we were we? just here last oh, night my gosh. um it was a ghost club like I said, New you Order... You should check out the Regal Beagle. <laughs> uh, like I said, New Order has been on and off, but they are currently very much on. Um, they headlined a summer series show last July and the Blue Dot Festival in July 2019. And they announced in February that they are embarking with the Pet Shop Boys oh, on nice. a North American awesome. tour this September. They will be at Madison Square Garden at some point. I'm just putting that out there to my fellow co-hosts <laughs> that New Order and the Pet Shop Boys will be at Madison Square Garden. I mean, I will get my black eyeliner. Just saying. I will yeah. get my hairspray and stick my hair straight up and let's go. Let's do yep. this thing. Yep. Um, and so that is the story of New Order and Love Vigilantes. Awesome. Thank you, Rachel. Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk about the lesson we learned from this song with Lessons Learned. Friends help friends find the Story Song Podcast. And you can help your friends find the show by leaving us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll read the best reviews on the show. And then you'll be famous. And you won't have to be nice to your friends anymore. All right, we're back. It's time for Lessons Learned. What lesson did we learn from this song? Uh, Michael. Yes. Let's start with you. What lesson did you learn from this song? I learned, hey, why don't you take the title of your song from the chorus so that I could find it better on Spotify? <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> uh, okay. Or even request it yeah, from yeah, a yeah. DJ or find it in the record stores because... Yeah. You guys, were not, you guys were not thinking about Napster when you were naming <laughs> this song because I cannot... Guys, I can't find them yeah, that anywhere. Seemed, that seemed so, real pointed to New Order, Michael. Yeah. You're, you're a little angry at them. No. <laughs> I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. And you know what? That's worse. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm glad it's called Anthony's Theme, but how about I can't find the song <laughs> moving out, Billy Joel, okay? I can't find it. Oh, my God. Um, I mean, I will say that I learned uh -huh. that um, each letter of a telegram costs money. Uh-huh. 
So just get right to the point. Right. Not like, and use this, you know, as few letters as possible. Yeah. So just, he did. That's all. Did. That's all. That's it. He did. Six, six letters, <laughs> one space, one period. Uh, yep. That's all you need. Yep. Not a lot. Like, I, re- I regret to inform you that, you know. Your husband has been lo- no, just yeah. he dead. You know, you know, what we're talking about he dead. Yeah. That's he de- that's he the de- end. Sincerely, army. Just write army. <laughs> yeah, just, just write army. They'll get it. They'll they'll know no, you're talking do, about. Just do XOXO. They'll know you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Rachel, yeah. what do you got? Listen, we've all seen the videos of people surprising their loved ones <laughs> yeah. at the airport or yep. at home mm-hmm. uh, when they come back from uh, being deployed. Uh, here's the thing. You know what's cuter than that? Yeah. People being reunited with their dogs. So mm. tell your wife you're coming home. Just yeah. don't tell the dog you're coming home, <laughs> and it'll be more adorable, and there can't be any mix-up. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Don't you think it's more adorable if you send the dog the fake telegram? Yeah. <laughs> yes. And, and then the dog's weeps. totally caught by surprise. Yes. Yeah. And he's crying on the floor, but you don't know if he's dead <laughs> or not, because dogs always hang out on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> He's crying on the floor, but that's because his tennis ball like went under the couch. Right. Yeah. It's more a whining type thing. Yeah. Than yeah, yeah. He couldn't read that telegram. He's a dog. Yeah. 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 He's a dog. He's like, what, you, what am I supposed to do with this? You wasted good money on all these yeah. letters. Yeah. First of all, there's a lot. Of, you wrote a lot here in this telegram, none of which I can read. So yeah. I am a dog. Yeah. Now I will say this. I ate it and it was delicious. So thank you for that. Thank I imagine you. you wanted to give me a treat before you came home. And yeah, so yeah. you did. So, thank you for signing it with a paw print. I appreciate yeah, yeah. the effort. So yeah. I'm now going to throw it back up on the carpet. And I really appreciate what you've done. So this is great. Also, how about that tennis ball under the couch? Yeah. It's still stuck under there. I'm so glad you're home. Get that tennis ball out from under the couch. It's a tennis ball under the fainting couch. So uh-huh. I'm glad. I'm glad you came back from war. Uh, but. We, there, there's a ball under the couch that I really yeah. need. So mm-hmm. thank you. Um, all right. Well, thank mm-hmm. you guys so much for listening. Uh, this has been the Story Song Podcast. Please follow us on the socials like Instagram, mm-hmm. Twitter, and Facebook. And if you can, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. I really appreciate it. Yeah, uh, write we'll us back. a review and we will we'll read, read it on the show. Right here on the show. Absolutely. So if you want to hear hey. yourself on the show. Yes, Michael. Yeah. We rely on uh, word of mouth to let people know about our show. So tell a friend. Yes. And tell them to tell two friends. Yes. And so on and so on. Yeah. I love it. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, We'll be back next time with another great story song. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Gazelle. We'll be back. Again, thank you for listening and goodbye. Bye. Bye. Our theme music was written and performed by Jason Flowers. You can follow him on Twitter at Jason Flowers with a Z. Some of our bumper music was provided by Purple Planet Music. Find them at purple-planet.com. Our logo was designed by Dan Geva. For even more great stuff from the Story Song Podcast, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at story underscore song, and on Instagram at Story Song Podcast. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We'll be back next time with another great story song. Thanks for listening.
that's like a 70s or 60s country song. Uh, stand by, stand by. This will all get cut out, but I'm trying to remember. <laughs> uh, Are you talking about I beg your pardon, I never promised you a rose garden? So, hold on. Hold on. Okay, yeah. It, there's a Canadian, synth pop version of it? Canadian synth pop group Con Can sample parts of the song and the lyrics for the 1980 single I beg your pardon. Oh. That's what I'm thinking. That's awesome. Okay. I see. Um, okay, sorry. Um, Back to our regular programming. Forge audio. Dream it. Build it. Share it. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.